Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Welcome back to Mariners Pod. Gary Hill here. Thanks for being back once again. Off day last night for the Mariners, so no game to review, but this is going to be, I think, a podcast you'll enjoy. A long conversation with uh, the newest Mariner to the organization, Taylor Trammell, and I think it's a conversation you will really, really like. So that comes up in a couple minutes. Also, we lost an absolute legend a few days ago, the passing of Bob Robertson. Last year, I had a chance, I had a long conversation with Bob Robertson. We talked about everything. It was one of, growing up in Tacoma, one of my heroes. Uh, he did everything, literally everything. Tacoma Stars, uh, Tacoma Tigers, of course, Washington State, uh, eventually PLU. I mean, he literally did it all in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, amazing broadcaster, and so, he'll be so sadly missed. It was, such a, it was a rough day. It was a rough day. We're going to celebrate Bob on the podcast today. During that conversation, I talked to Bob about his recreation days. He was the last broadcaster in baseball to recreate games. He did it into the 90s with the Tacoma Tigers. So I had a long conversation with him about that. You'll get a chance to hear some of the recreations. You can hear some of the sound effects he talked about. It's it's really fun, and it's it's just great to hear his voice. So that will come up in a few minutes as well, and I hope you enjoy that. So uh, this, this one's for Bob, uh, who will be so missed. Martinez ready at the plate. David Valley is on deck. Runners lead now. Parrish at third base. Buhner at second. Here's the pitch and a line drive up the middle into center field. That's a base hit. Parrish scores. Buhner to third. They'll hold him there. The throw cut off at the mound by Pagliarulo. Six to five as the Mariners come right back here in the last half of the third inning. A line drive single to center field by Tino Martinez. A run batted in his 48th of the year. Parrish scored. Buhner to third. And now Dave Valley to the plate. Yeah, he did some fill-in for the Mariners, too. Did some Mariners play-by-play. I think he eventually, at some point or another, he did games for everybody. So, again, that will come up after the uh, conversation with Trammell. So, off day yesterday for the Mariners. They head to Arizona, so an off day in Phoenix. And now they'll take on the Diamondbacks for three games. They played the Dodgers last night. So Mariners-Diamondbacks for three, and then they return home for a pretty long homestand 
Uh, just something you may find interesting. The Houston Astros happened to lose last night to the Oakland A's. So heading into play today, the Mariners still two back of Houston. And, of course, Houston is off today. They play the Dodgers for two games coming up next. So we'll see if the Mariners can, I don't know, maybe push Houston a little bit the next couple of days. So here's how things shake out in the three-game series against the Diamondbacks and Arizona really struggling coming in. They had a nice night against the Dodgers last night to finally snap what was a pretty long losing streak, just their second win of the month so far. They beat the Dodgers 5-2. to two. May was kind of knocked out the starter for the Dodgers early in the game. He was hitting the foot with a line drive. So Dodgers had to play bullpen, and Arizona broke a tie and won the ball game. So coming in off a win against the Dodgers, feeling pretty good about things. Mariners will send Yusei Kikuchi to the mound tonight. 6.40 first pitch against Arizona. Saturday is going to be an excellent matchup. Justin uh, Justice Sheffield will get the ball in Game 1. Zach Gallon will go for the Diamondbacks in Game 2. If you haven't followed him, he has been excellent. One of the best pitchers in the National League this year. An ERA just a touch over 2, but he has been outstanding. Mariners will have their hands full with... I mean, if DeGrom wasn't in the NL and seemingly has already sewed up the Cy Young Award, he would certainly be in that conversation. He's been one of the best in the National League this year. And then day baseball on Sunday, 110 first pitch. Justin Dunn against Luke Weaver. It's been a big struggle for Weaver this year. And he's not alone. The starting rotation thought to be a strength coming in for Arizona, and just it has not worked out that way. Diamondbacks 16-29 and 29 on the season and last place in the NL West. So I said it to begin this week. If the Mariners are going to make a push at Houston, this is the week to do it with the Astros playing the A's and then the Dodgers. Mariners have the Diamondbacks for three despite losing two against San Francisco. So now's the time if they're going to make a push at this thing. So we'll see how this shakes out the next couple of days. And yeah, we'll talk about it all coming up on the podcast on Monday. Meanwhile, we will have a conversation that I think you'll enjoy with Taylor Trammell. Well, Taylor, first things first, uh, welcome to the Mariners. Congratulations. What excites you about being part of this organization? The atmosphere around these guys, um, the team. Got a lot of players that have fun, uh, that want to win. And that motivates me even more because I'm just like, I'd love to do the same thing. And... That, that, that right there just means, uh, means a lot to me as an individual and as a player because I know the, the expectations that go along with it. So for me, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm just happy that I got a chance to be on a team that guys are here. They're ready. And you know a number of these guys, including Kyle Lewis. What's your relationship with Kyle Lewis? We're, good. We're pretty good friends. Okay, Lou, he's, uh, he's awesome. Uh, he's from Georgia. Uh, even in the quarantine, yeah, he came to where I'm from, and we got a chance to, you know, hit, play games like Sandlot games. I uh, got to learn from him, and I mean, like, it's always good to to see him. And uh, for me, growing in, in the minor league, seeing him develop as a player uh, and as a person, like, I'm very excited. I'm so happy that he's having this success that he is having right now because. Uh, he deserves it, um, especially like, you know, with the, 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 the trials that he had to deal with, seeing him grow and be the man that he is right now and the player that he is, 
I have nothing but respect for that guy. You look at Kyle Lewis, who you just mentioned, and Jared Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez and yourself out of the mix. When you look around and, and see the talent around you, what do you see? Yeah, I see I see guys that, that want to win a World Series. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I see. And I think that we want to win. Uh, we're hungry for it. Uh, we, sometimes we might get a little bit too hard on ourselves, but that just means that we're, we want this. We want to be here. We want to win. We don't want to slack off. We want to be the best version of ourselves out on that field every single day. So you mentioned growing up in Georgia. So let me get your senior year in Georgia right, if I have this right. So on the baseball field, well, you hit, you hit over 460, nine homers, 29 steals. Uh, on the football field, you rushed for 2,500 yards and all kinds of touchdowns. What attracted you to baseball? Why baseball? Honestly, I could go out here every single day and play baseball. And I've done it for the past four years. I can do that. Football, on the other hand, I could not. I could not do it for practice. Friday nights were great. Like, Saturdays probably would have been great, too. I'm telling you, like, right now, like, I'm hearing, like, my, like, best friends talk about football. And I'm like, look. You, I would have walked straight off the field if that would have ever happened to me. Like, just their, like, two-a-days and, like, their coaches, like, being, like, like don't yell at me. Don't whistle at me. Don't do that. I'm not going to, like, not going to do that. No, not no chance. So, I know Mariner fans, they're reading about you. They're trying to find everything about you as possible. Give me a self-scout. Uh, if you're talking to a Mariner fan that's never seen you play, how would you describe yourself? Uh, just energetic. Um, just brings life to the game. I'm having fun. You're going to get a guy who's just a winner, wants to win, uh, relentless, just a uh, ball of energy who's just going to go out there and win for the guys. So you had a great finish to 2019. What was the key down the stretch? Being comfortable, being myself. And that was one of the things with, uh, that I've kind of like learned from being traded previously to now. Uh, I put too much pressure on myself. Last year, I got traded. I wasn't doing well. And that was like the first time I really was struggling. And I started off the season, I was very high. I was doing well. And then, like, I just I, it went downhill from there. And I think, like, the first month of the season, I was doing fine. I was hitting well. And then after that, it just kind of like went downhill, like I said. And I was, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. And I was just like, okay, okay, like, do this, do that. And then I get traded. And I'm like, these guys don't care about me. Like, I'm like, goodness, like, what's going on? Like, and then I ended up going to Amarillo uh, with the Padres. And I was like, okay, like, it's a new start. I got to be like, I got to hit like 500. I got to hit home runs. I got to be this guy. I got to be this guy. And I ended up doing like kind of the same. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, this is, is not working. And it took me probably like a, probably about three-ish weeks or so to actually realize that, and I was, I was not happy. I was like, okay, you know, these guys traded for me. They're like, I'm thinking like, darn it. Like I'm still not doing well. Head in my, all of this is in my head. Mm -hmm. And after that, I, I just remember, I was just kind of like, you know, just be you. Like you got nothing to lose at all. And I was just like, look, I'm about to just go out here and win for these guys. I'm about to, I'm going straight after these guys and help my team win. And Last two weeks of the season and then in playoffs, like, it happened. And I was, I was very happy because that was a time for me where I was like, 
I got it back, that edge for me. And I was like, I know what I can do. I play loose. I play fluid. I play with energy. I play with happiness, love for this game. I don't play with like this, just kind of like, like, but then again, I, I don't, I want to make it clear. Like I, I got some, like, you ain't about to come in here and like strike me out. You're not going to get this ball over my head. You're not going to throw me out. I got this, it's, it's a different animal, but at the same time, I have this, this love and passion for the game where I can't be that way. And so like when I got, uh, when I got traded this year, it was, it was kind of like, not, it wasn't the same. It was more of like, okay, this team wants me. Like, I know what I can do. And I've been doing it on the alternate site for the past, I don't know, month, month and a half, two months. Like, I know what I can do. And I'm not going to be all upset or anything like that. Like, Mariners wanted me. Like, they, they traded for me. So take it and run. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this opportunity. And uh, just taking, making the most out of this uh, whole opportunity. Finally, I saw a great picture of you from the Futures game. I think you're in the dugout with Ken Griffey Jr. And I think the smile on your face in that uh, moment said everything. But what do you remember about meeting Ken Griffey Jr. for the first time in that moment? You think of it like a dream. It's like, I, I don't ever get started. There's two people I've only been starstruck uh, from meeting. And that was Hank Aaron. And King Griffey Jr. Those two guys, I like. I've I've met multiple people, like football players, like I met you know basketball, like big basketball players, Hall of Famers. Like I've met a lot of people in my life, movie stars, etc. Never really been starstruck at, like, ever, even when I was a kid. And when I met those two guys, I honestly I was like. Oh my goodness. Especially, I remember vividly, and I, I hate that it happened, especially with Hank Aaron. Like, I blacked out because I'm just sitting here and I'm just like, I shook his hand immediately. And first of all, he has enormous hands. Like, his hands are massive. And I was just like, and immediately when I like connected, I was like, this hand hit so many home runs. He, he was a home run king for a long time. And for me, I shook, I shook his hand, and he was like, and all I remember, like, he's like, yeah, I saw you hit, hit, saw you hit batting practice. Uh, I was very impressed, and I was, and I was just kind of was like, oh, my goodness. I really just shook his hand. Like, it was like one of those things where it's like, you ever see those, like, pop stars, like, with their fans, like, they shake their hands, like, I'm never washing his hand again. I'm like, I'm never washing his hand again, ever, never. Fast forward last year in the Futures game uh, with uh, King Griffey, Junior, it wasn't the same, but I still was in that starstruck, like, oh, my goodness, because he was walking around, like, you kind of make it seem like you don't see him, but everybody knows that he's there. And it's like, I don't know if he knows it, but, like, you know who you are? You know King Griffey Jr., right? And just kind of, like, looking around, like, he saw me take BP. Yeah, I was kind of, like, walking around, like, making sure, like, he saw it because I had a good round. And I was just like, I was like, okay, I don't see. He's not going to talk. He comes up to me, he's like, I was like, oh my goodness. And I was like, keep it, I was like, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. And then I think the caption on that picture, one of the pictures that I posted with him was like the kid making a kid's day. And I thought that was one of the coolest things ever because I always get like nervous when I meet certain people like that because I'm like, I really grew up watching you. Like, 
I don't want you to be a jerk because if you're a jerk, it's going to really hurt me. And he wasn't. And I was like, let's go. And I was like, thank the Lord. He's awesome. And he's like really nice guy. And I just thought that was like one of the coolest things getting a chance to meet him. And uh, just a guy I grew up watching and I got a chance to meet him and I'm just sitting here. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I cannot believe this. Yeah. That's so great. Taylor, it's been great to meet you. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, congratulations. Welcome to the Thank Orchard. you, Gary. Yeah. I, I plan on talking to you a lot, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for this. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, that, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that one with Taylor Trammell, as now we celebrate Bob Robertson. Today we get to visit with an absolute broadcasting legend in the Pacific Northwest. I would remind you to always be a good sport. Be a good sport. Always. That's right, the great Bob Robertson, of course, the longtime voice of the Washington State Cougars and many, many years broadcasting baseball games for the Tacoma franchise and the Pacific Coast League. In fact, Bob Robertson received a great deal of national attention for being the last known broadcaster to recreate ball games. And uh, sorry, when I came here, uh, it was still recreation was still how you did the road games it was it was too expensive for a local station to have a um, have a broadcaster out on the road having to hire somebody to back him up to pay him and you've got his expenses on the road and so so it was recreate and i recreated then here through a number of different uh, a different group different names different teams a skill that was commonplace in the early days of baseball broadcasting but Bob Robertson continued recreating road games into the 1990s. It was kind of fun doing the uh, recreations. Uh, uh, the the real the real score in it was trying to fool people who were listening. I I know that sounds horrible. I had a radio audience out there, and every night I'm sitting at a microphone trying to fool them. <laughs> I would I would run into uh, this actually happened a couple of times at supermarket. Uh, I'd run into somebody in the in the supermarket who would uh, had heard the game the night before. I said, "Well, yeah, did you come in this morning? Because you come from Edmonton this morning." So, can you tell the difference? Scott Brocious will lead off for the Tigers against right-hander Jeff Bittiger here in the second inning of the contest. Nelson Simmons and Dan Howitt will follow for Tacoma. No score in the ball game. Tigers and Colorado Springs. Here is Brocious, right-hand batter of Portland, Oregon, native to the plate. Tigers third baseman, and has done just a super job defensively at third base. I don't think anybody plays third base any better anywhere than Scotty Brocious has been doing it for the last couple of months. Right-hand batter, open stance, feet fairly wide apart. Here comes the pitch to him, and a fastball is inside. He leans away and takes that ball one. Jeff Bittiger with a 5-7 and seven record of 4.00 earned run average on the mound right-hander into that short wind of the chest and here comes the pitch and a breaking ball strike called on the outside corner at the knees he got that one over so the count one and one on Brocious with switch hitter Nelson Simmons waiting on deck for Tacoma and then Dan Howard who has broken out of his slump Bittiger ready again 15 games all starts for Jeff Bittiger so far this year. And, of course, this is the first time against the Tigers since the teams did not meet during the first half of the Pacific Coast League baseball season. 
Here comes the delivery. And a ground ball back up the middle. Shortstop after the ball. Can't get it. It's by him into center field for a base hit. Scott Brocious grounds that ball right back up the middle, almost over the bag. And Keith Smith, the shortstop, gave it a good try, but couldn't get to it. Brocious on at first base with a single. Tigers have their first hit of the ball game. And a leadoff runner aboard here in the second inning for Nelson Simmons coming to the plate. That's from an actual broadcast of the Tacoma Tigers taking on Colorado Springs, recreated by Bob Robertson. I, w- I went to spring training with the team and recorded uh, a lot. of. just stood by the batting cage and record, we made recordings of ball hitting bat and such as that. So I had a pretty good uh, collection. I had uh, jet airplanes flying over ballparks and all kinds of things like that, which of course now <laughs> no longer have any use because I don't recreate anymore. But uh, we had them and we did them. The pitch and a fly ball back to right field. There goes Kirby back. Let her go. It's going, going. It is gone for a home run. Ron Whitmire, a high fly ball home run back over the right field wall, and the Tigers add a run to their lead. It is a six to nothing ball game as Whitmire hits home run number 10. And it's run batted in number 53 for the first baseman as Whitmire pulls one back over the right field wall. And the Tigers, with two out here in the seventh inning, have made it a six to nothing ball game. The reporter there would give the, the information at the end of the inning or as it was going, however he did it. And um, he would give our person there the information and he would he would tell the, the, the guy with the with the ticker and he would message it to the to Tacoma and the receiving guy would uh, he would paste it up and you've seen the old telegram mm-hmm. with the with this uh, strip and it's all pasted and it well that's how we would get it and uh, we would have told them that we want to get uh, we want to get the lineups to start mm-hmm. And then we want to, following through on that, we want to know when uh, each batter comes up and what he does and who the pitcher is. We didn't go so far as to ask him to tell us what the pitches were, curveballs, or, okay. you know, we didn't go that far. Uh, that was left to my vivid imagination. Yeah. And um, so we would, uh, so then the person at my end, the receiving end, would, would bring this pasted up uh, or typed up as it became later to to me in the booth uh, at the radio station or wherever. 1-1 one, one count. A pitch and a line drive over the third baseman's head down the line. That's in there for a base hit. Extra bases. It'll roll back into the corner. Brocious around first on his way to second. All red up with a ball. The throw comes in toward third base to the shortstop Keith Smith. And Brocious with a stand-up double. His third hit, his second double, is on at second base. And the Tiger bats are ringing now in this ball game. Uh, my wife uh, managed to have a uh, a ball game canceled one once. It uh, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a series in Hawaii. We used to play eight game series out there, wow. and uh, we go out and play. And they took um, they they took one of the weekend series over to uh, the Big Island. Hmm. It's from Honolulu, and uh, we were doing the recreation, and. Um, the, uh, 
Well, we, first of all, we had a couple of rain delays. You can imagine on a big island yeah. in Hawaii right. in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your raincoat. Yeah. So we had a couple of rain delays, and it was a long game. Stan Nakarado used to, uh, he'd be home. Mm. and But he knew that we were running uh, 15 to 30 minutes behind the actual game. He had to because you right. had to let the material stack up on you. So um, what he would do, he would uh, he would call Joanne and ask her, uh, "How's the game going?" And she, being he was the general manager, she didn't have any problem with that. So she'd tell him what the score was and what the inning was and who was up. And they okay, and, he, and pretty soon he'd call back again. He'd do that. So this this one time uh, from the Big Island, we got the first game in, and uh, we've got the break between games now. And Stan calls and. And uh, I'm still finishing mm -hmm. up the first game. And uh, Stan, Stan calls to see how it's going. And Joanne decided that this, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, and she told him, she said, Stan, she said, nobody's listening to the game. There's nobody out there. It's, it's, it is, we're looking at getting the game started at almost four o'clock in the morning and there's nobody here going to listen to it yeah and and while that game is going on and nobody's listening my husband is sitting in there in that studio trying to make it sound like a real baseball game <laughs> and she's i don't think you ought to do it it's a waste of time and he thought about it you're right <laughs> we packed up and went home there it is the great bob robertson we go to the top half of a second inning at Sky Sox Stadium in Colorado Springs. Bob Robertson on your Tacoma Tigers baseball network, KLAY Liquid Tacoma, KJUN Puyallup Tacoma. Don't forget. I would remind you to always be a good sport. Be a good sport always. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.